Episode 8, I always have to write it down or I will forget, it is episode 8 of Warrant Attitude. I am your host, Brent Piles, and you know if this is Warrant Attitude, that that means that I did not come alone. He is the ballroom brawling, disco dancing, dynamite stretching, intercontinental playboy. Folks, he's moreover than having a last man standing match with Damian Priest in Puerto Rico. G.A. Russell Knight, Glenn Abbott. Glenn, how you doing? It's Thursday, Raw Thursday, didn't you know? It is Thursday, Raw Thursday. I forgot about Although that. it's Monday. It, it, well, that's it Monday. Monday it's, as I kept on telling us in the last episode, it's a Thursday. Thursday. And I thought Thursday. it was just like the music that they had to start this thing to. It was like, <laughs> and then it was Thursday, raw Thursday. <laughs> Thursday, raw Thursday. Why, why did they deem that necessary to add the Thursday, raw Thursday? too bad uh and you you've heard that if you're listening to this because that is going to be the entrance song of this of this show this week is going to be the thursday raw thursday game so excellent anyway i'm doing well oh what's happened Uh oh there you are i'm back it went blank for a second i don't know why when you're doing well even though arsenal has dropped out of the top of the league and dropped to second place oh yes yeah and the women are losing to Wolfsburg tonight in the champion women's champions league. Tragic. You have Arsenal jersey on, don't you? That's why I brought it up. I do. I do. I do it, dude. Do, do. Which what jersey is it? Who is it? It's a it was a training top from about ten years ago or something. That oh. I just use as a kick around the house type. Like when I'm doing my cleaning and stuff. It looks like a comfortable shirt to kick around. That it house. is. It is a comfortable shirt. That's why I wear it a lot. Makes it. I mean, soccer. I don't have any uh, soccer jerseys, but just like soccer jerseys in general, look look like they're cozy and they'd be nice to lounge around in. They look like like mm. soft, meshy. They are. Not like a fucking like an NBA jersey feels like fucking you're wearing carpet. It's the same thing with an <laughs> NFL jersey. Too. Like I don't know how. Yeah. I guess the NFL players don't feel it against their body, but like I don't know how an NBA player <laughs> runs up and down the court with that shit rubbing up and down on there. Sounds terrible. Oh god, nipple burn. Oh, uh, a lot of a lot of them wear those like those like form fitting shirts underneath it. I yeah. guess so that they don't get the nipple burn, but I just like man bra. Yeah, yeah, something like that, something like that. So you don't get you know chafe nipples, which. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever heard, Glenn, but you can't win or you can't win a marathon without putting a couple of band-aids on your nipples. Everybody knows that. No, I've heard, I've heard that. Uh, I was given that bit of advice. Well, that's good. That's good advice to get. <laughs> that was uh, only a half marathon as well, dude. You ran a half marathon. Yes. That's towing a blind man. Oh, oh, you oh, you did it with your friend that was blind. Oh, yeah, I already yeah. told me about that. Yep. Yes, so. Uh, it was quite fun, that. I bet that was. Yeah, that does. <laughs> How many miles is that? It's 13 and a half, something like that. No, thanks. Because it's 26 point something ago. miles for a marathon, so it's, it was half marathon. I used to run a couple of years ago, and I thought I was I thought I was big and bad. So one day I ran seven miles, Glenn. I didn't I like I ran it. I was cool, but the next day my knees were so sore that I realized that about one to two miles is all the running that my <laughs> knees have in them. So after two miles, yeah. I was done. Uh, it's been a long time since I ran two miles, but I used to do it back in my <laughs> younger years before I turned thirty. The tr- the trouble with that is is uh, you think I'll run seven miles. Then you get fined your seven miles from home and you've got to get back. Yeah, yeah. Well, luckily for me, <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> you turn around at the three and a half mile mark. <laughs> I didn't run like a big circle. I was just running like a big circle back around. Oh, that's good. That's good. At least the one time oh, I ran. Because as I said, it didn't last very long. The seven miles only happened once. <laughs> mm-hmm. Before I realized that I don't have that kind of mileage <laughs> in my knees. Uh <laughs> 
Well, Glenn, we're not here to talk about nipples, or maybe we will. Who knows where this is going to take us? We might talk about nipples. I'm not sure. <laughs> we're actually here to discuss <laughs> the thir- February 13th, 1997. It's Thursday, Raw Thursday, because as we talked about last week, they had to move it from Monday to Thursday because they had a dog show on Monday night. And uh, we're not going to review the dog show. I'm sorry to anyone that thought we might, but we're not going to. Even though I would love to review a dog show. I love dogs. Hey, that'd be right up your street. <laughs> it would be. It absolutely would be. So we kick this thing off. It's in the, in the Memorial Auditorium in Lowell, Massachusetts. The Lowell hmm. Auditorium opened in 1922. It is a 2,800-seat arena, so not a very big building. This arena has held many WWE and F house shows over the years. It even held an NXT house show back in 2019. It also has held a few uh, Ring of Honor pay-per-views, including Global Wars 2008 and the other few ones, few pay-per-views from uh, 2016 to 2018. Um, Ring of Honor used to run the show. So I like the ambiance of this building. Like, I don't Mm. know, maybe it's because there's the balcony or whatever, but I just thought I like the ambiance of it. Yeah, because... um chaotic running a lot of shows out of there as well so online i've seen a lot of that the uh, that place in lowell yeah i distinctly remember another episode of monday night raw from like 19 the end of Mm. 1997 where Shawn michaels and triple h like i think they they, that's the one where they rip the things off and like shows their ass cheeks and they got something cuffing up their their balls or whatever yeah so i think it was a little (laughs) Which yeah. review uh, that I mean, show? Just hold on. <laughs> yeah, the one to talk to on that, of course, is Mike Crockett. He could he could tell you which which jobbers were from uh, chaotic were on each show, basically. Yeah. I love that. I love that videos. The videos that he mm. puts out. Um, what's it? What? It, I don't, it's a podcast about nothing, right? Yeah, oh, the wrestling podcast about Rest, nothing. The wrestling like podcast about nothing. Yeah, give them a follow. I like those little videos that he does. Very entertaining. Especially the last one, because they talked about a lot of jobbers. And Glenn, as you know, jobbers mm. are a piece that's of right. my heart. <laughs> I think that was Which one that the... he I think that's one that he actually reviewed from I think it was from Lowell or somewhere in Mass- Massachusetts. Yeah. Yeah. That had a load of killer Kalowski jobbers on. Right. Which I mean Triple H was Triple H was trained by Killer Kowalski, was he? But anyway, that's the other. So, Glenn, we open the show with a very somber video as we find out that Shawn Michaels mm. will not be taking on Psycho Sith, the WF title tonight, no. as he will be forfeiting the WF title, and thus the winner of the Final Four main event at the pay-per-view on Sunday will be the new champion. And then I got a note in here about it. We already talked about the weird Thursday, raw Thursday music. Mm. Uh Glenn, you knew you said that it was around this time. Did you know that this was going to be the episode of Raw where he forfeited the title, or did I spoil that for you? I know I said no, it. no. I knew it was around this time, and I know what happened uh, in your house. So I guess this must be the where he lost his, where he came up with the lost his smile promo. Yeah, yeah. Although so, yeah, I'd very, never seen this episode before, so very momentous. Uh, Monday Night Raw of sorts, or I'm sorry, Thursday Raw Thursday. I mean, I think it's the only Thursday Raw Thursday in history of Raw, so uh, there's that. Um, show kicks off with an Intercontinental Championship match. Glenn is Hunter Hearst Helmsley taking on young Rocky Maya Via. He's got a strange fucking haircut. Uh, they show the, I'm sorry, it wasn't only a strange haircut, he was very shiny. Lucky Andre wasn't around. No. <laughs> yes, yeah. he were well polished up there, young sure. Rocky. He looked like the Macho Man Randy Savage out there, except for less tan. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> as you know, the Rock doesn't need to tan because he's you know naturally tan because he's a lucky That's son right. of a bitch. Uh, mm-hmm. So they, they, this was funny. They showed Vince Jr. and the King, and they had a there was a kid behind them, and he was holding yeah. a sign that said "Owen Hart is the Queen of Farts," and I I I, I thought that was. <laughs> I loved it that the cameraman was trying to hold it on, his, on the faces of them to stop it from he gets on popping up. Yeah, he was, everywhere he went, that kid was yeah, that kid yeah. was on it. I just thought it was so funny. Owen Hart is the queen of farts, it said, which I yeah. <laughs> what do you My, think about well, this? This was all right. Um, 
It, it, it wasn't a bad match. Vince actually recognized a headlock. <laughs> Which is a miracle in itself. So, yeah, so that, that, that was a note that I made. Um, it was also probably the first time that the cerebral assassin was called cerebral. I think it was the king that said he was the cerebral champ under Hurst Helmsley. Yep. Which is some interesting foreshadowing because you know he'll, as you said, be the cerebral assassin later on. Um, <laughs> did you hear? Did you hear a little bit of Rocky sucks chants going throughout the crowd at the beginning of the match? I thought I did hear it, but then again, I might be crazy. Did you hear him? No, I didn't. But okay, well, if you're, if not you're out there listening, yeah, it may well be. Um, he, he doesn't deserve it at this time. Um, he does some lovely drop kicks as well. He does have some pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that gets up high and slams him in there, and he learned very quickly that you don't close line um, ring posts. So they they don't sell for you. I never understood why wrestlers do that. Why do you press somebody up against the ring post and then run at them? That just seems like a bad idea. (laughs) Yeah, especially taking a few steps back, give them time to get out the way. Right. If you're going to do that, at least wear it back and hit it with a clothesline run away. Don't wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had that in mind. I'll just, I'll just bash him into the ring post. Right. I mean, yeah, that always works, that always works out. You don't ever get disqualified for that. I've never seen anyone disqualified nope. for bashing their opponent into the ring post. So mm-hmm. that's, there's that. Um, and we've got a foreshadowing of what comes next. Because um, Hunter is definitely on top with some very Walter-esque Stiff chops. Yes. Definitely. But then he gets Rocky down and hardly bothers to cover him. Yeah, that, is, well, is I think that maybe just plays along with his character that have been yeah. that he just doesn't think he has to he doesn't have to do that. Uh the honky tonk man also made his way out to the ring to join the announced team. He says neither one of these guys is what he's looking for. So I don't know what the honky tonk man's looking for, but I guess two <laughs> future multi-time world champions wasn't it. No. I, um, it's a strange it's, it, it, it's strange that so one is now basically running WWE. The other one is a global feel megastar. What's yeah. happened to Honky? <laughs> <laughs> right. He's gotten great and gotten somehow handsomer though, that's for sure if you've seen him lately. <laughs> no, I haven't actually. Uh, there was a, there were pictures going around of him I think in 2020 and we were like, yeah. God damn, he looks like fucking Santa Claus. He wasn't like as fat as Santa Claus but with the face no, there. Yeah. Like old Saint Nick. Um, <laughs> I thought the crowd, like there were moments uh, there were people not on the hard cam side that were kind of cheering for Rocky, but most people on the hard cam side looked like mm. they were cheering for Triple H, and he yeah. was kind of like milking it because he was doing extra. <laughs> yeah, and like I know he's supposed to be a bad guy, but you could totally tell that he was eating up that the crowd was liking what he was doing. Um, mm-hmm. But there was yeah. like some cheering for for Rocky. You just couldn't see it on the hard cam because you could hear him. You just couldn't see it. Really, mm. that's right. Yeah, in the cheap seats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Where the where the little kids were, where the kid, where the fathers who have three kids and can't afford the the closer seats sit. That's what was happening. Uh, there was a lovely suplex as well from Triple H from the top rope, in the top of the turnbuckle. Triple H had a fl- flurry of big moves on the rock. So the rock hit like a splash on the top rope, but Triple H did a roll through for a near fall. Triple H hit a neck breaker and a pal driver, both for near falls, and then he hit the superplex, which also was brought a near fall, but yeah, like a lot of big high impact moves over and over from Hunter. But then he gets I, too I cocky. Heard, yeah, he got too that's exactly what happened. He got too cocky as he's trying to go for the old pedigree. He's trying to get the rock up. He can't. And finally one time he goes to try to pick the rock up. The rock uh rolls him up into a cradle inside cradle for the win. And the rock is the new intercontinental champion. And then he cut a little promo after the match and I think we need to hear it, Glenn. Yeah. Your parents have to be proud. Congratulations, Rocky. Dad, 
Rottweiler, my whole family, thank you. And I'll make you and all my fans proud. Well, that was one of the fucking corniest things I've ever heard. How about you? This was all too soon. Ultimately, no, we'll talk about it towards the end. This is a pivotal moment in the Attitude Era. But um, he was getting, because of the family connection and everything, it seems like he was getting the same sort of heat that Roman got when he first got pushed. Mm-hmm. Which in the, in the long term didn't do him bad things. He went away, reinvented himself and look what happened. So. Yeah, definitely. Cause I, like you said too much too soon. So I think this is when the fans <laughs> kind of fully turn on him. Cause like, Oh, this guy just yeah. got here and now he's the intercontinental champion. Oh, come on. We don't yeah, it's not what he, he uh, it's, it's not what he is. It's who he is. And, it's that family connection right I just thought the whole I'm going to do what I can do always I just thought (laughs) (laughs) it's really corny stuff Uh, the ninja promo video for what we will be reviewing next week on episode 9 and that's in your house final 4 the main event between Austin Bret Hart and the Undertaker and Vader will be for the WWF championship so that can be very interesting Yes, yes, yes. And then we get back to the arena, and a certain someone, Glenn, makes their way out to the ring. Do you want to say this person's yeah. name? I don't want to. It's uh, the eighth of the seventh wolf. It's sleazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's sunny. I'm glad, I I'm glad I passed that to you. You did it way better than I ever could have. Yeah, she makes her way down to the ring. The people really enjoyed, uh, and of course, the king made some sort of you know sexist joke. I can't remember what it was offhand, but he definitely made one. And she's here to ring yeah. announcements. <laughs> yes, yeah, so she announces um, Aldo Montoya and Bob Holly. That that well-known tag team. And I think she said something <laughs> yeah. about Aldo Montoya. Aldo Montoya has the sexiest Portuguese man uh, uh, accent she's ever heard, I think. And I've heard PJ <laughs> uh, talk, and I've heard Justin Incredible talk, and he doesn't really sound... He sound doesn't really Portuguese. Have an accent. No. <laughs> I think he Again. is Portuguese, but he doesn't sound Portuguese. No. <laughs> yeah. And they're up against, we actually have a tag team that is the Bret Hart and the Bulldog. Yeah. Or Curtis and the Fon. It is the Headbangers. I, I want to, this is the first time we've seen the Headbangers, right? It is. Well, we've not seen it. With, with the only tag teams we've seen in eight episodes are. <laughs> Brett, Brett and the, the Bulldog are now in and Furnace and LaFon. And the Godwins. We saw the Godwins once, too. Mm. That's, that's true, yes. And the Godwins. But yeah, so Godwins. I, I think we talked about the, the headbangers on the first episode because we talked about the first episode of uh, Shotgun Saturday Night, and I think they had a match that night, and they were like the Flying Nuns or some shit like that, and we talked about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. That's one night. Yeah, it was just one night. Yeah, so I, I guess they changed their gimmick. They went from the flying nuns to the uh, to the headbangers instead. Um, but yeah, Bob Bob Holly and Aldo Montoya sure are an interesting tag team. How did this NASCAR driver and this Portuguese man of war become best yeah. friends? I don't know. And the, and the commentary team obviously didn't bother about it either because they talked about anything but this match. They were going. <laughs> They were going on about HBK and everything else apart from talking about the match. I don't think there was a a move called during the whole match. Yeah, but both of these matches, they were very even the 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 Triple H um, Rock Rocky match. They were heavy, just talking about Shawn Michaels. They were just mm-hmm. basically Vince Vince is licking Shawn Michaels' asshole as we're watching these matches. Is what's happening um, because that's yeah. what they were. <laughs> They also let us know that HBK may have to have knee surgery. He may have to retire. I also see a guy, the action figure, and, and the, the, the audience, he's selling action figures out of a box. And I really wanted one of those action figures. I was just like, which one is it? What is he selling? I wasn't even watching the match. I wanted to know what figure <laughs> in the box. What do you think about this match? I, I thought the headbangers were super, uh, super innovative in this. 
Yeah, they're 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 a good. Team. I've always been. I've always liked the headbangers as the tag team. Um, nothing wrong with it at all, except the fact that nobody give a shit. Yeah, no. <laughs> and they didn't try to help you on commentary. Give a shit about it either. Um, <laughs> I can't understand why they had it. To be honest, um, this could have easily been another forty-five minute raw. Instead of yeah. an hour and 20 minutes, because there was no need for that match at all. Yeah. I mean, I think the only thing they were trying to do is get the headbangers on TV, but they really didn't do a whole lot to get them yeah. over. I mean, they no, didn't even talk they about didn't. Them. <laughs> no. I wasn't even sure what, but I mean, I already know what their names are, but like if this was my first time watching it, I wouldn't have fucking remembered. I'd be like, oh, those no. are just those guys who kept spitting in the air and catching it in their mouths because that's fucking disgusting. Yeah, and wearing skirts. And wearing skirts, yes, yes. But they did like a really cool, interesting like a suplex drop off the top rope. I can't really even explain what they did. It was like, I don't know. I can't even fucking even begin to explain this. What am I going to try to? Um, <laughs> but yeah, some interesting stuff that I don't think I'd really seen is in in 1997 as far as tag team wrestling goes. So some innovative stuff. They hit like this this power bomb leg drop combination from the top rope for the win. Uh, yeah, just like Glenn said, not a whole lot here, <laughs> unless you like <laughs> to watch guys fucking spitting everywhere and catching it in their mouths, then this is the match for you. And then we get Gorilla and Vince in the ring. There's one interesting thing, though, Glenn, that I saw in here that I have to bring up. They were kind of like yeah. running down the, the USA Saturday night lineup for what they show on uh -huh. Saturday night back then, and they yeah. showed uh, something called Duckman, and uh, and JR was a big fan of Duckman, they said. And so I had to look up, Glenn, and find out some more information <laughs> yeah. on this very strange TV show, Duckman. Please enlighten me. <laughs> I, I like to I like to take a few edibles and make myself feel good. And even this show is too weird for even me. Uh, the full name of the show is called Duckman Private Dick Slash Family Man. I'm not sure what that means exactly. Uh, <laughs> And it ran for from 1994 until 1997 on USA. And I will say you can find all of the episodes on YouTube. And if you're into really fucking weird shit, then go ahead and give this a whirl because I watched about five minutes of this and I was I might, going, what the fuck's going on? I might actually look that up. <laughs> you you should. You're gonna be very you'll be more confused than the mayor told us he was starting his own tap dancing podcast. You'll be more confused yeah. than that. <laughs> And if you haven't heard that yet, go back and listen to uh, yeah. Mayor of Superstars from this week. That was amazing. Some things were said, <laughs> were said on that <laughs> show. That's for goddamn sure. We'll teach, we'll teach you what a Samoan safe word is, uh, yeah. how Brother Brother Crush feels about clowns, and what would the name of the tag team of Crush and Lex Luger be? <laughs> So if you want to find out all those questions, check out the newest mayor, uh, mayor of superstars. Uh, like Glenn said, the next thing we get is Vincent Monsoon are in the ring, and they're going to have Shawn Michaels come out here and give out the belt. The weirdest thing about this is we're about to have this somber occasion where the career of Shawn Michaels might be over, and he has to forfeit the championship. But, but Vince McMahon still yeah. goes, the most front point, the most charismatic, he's Shawn Michaels. Like, read the room, Vince. I need and, and, and he limped to the ring. He did, yeah. He which did is great. Because, <laughs> which is great. You know, good selling on the part of Sean. But it didn't go with his entrance at all. No, you expected him to come skipping out there, but he comes out there looking like he's yeah. about to die. And it's like, I don't think that was the time to do that, Vince. <laughs> I don't think that was no. it. <laughs> Glenn, what did you think about all this? What did you think about this promo? You said it's the first time you've ever seen it. Excellent. Um, he fumbled around a bit, which is great because yeah. you're emotional. Um, it gave it a bit more. It didn't sound like he was reading off a card or anything. Right. Um, the big thing I took from this, though, it, uh, it's a great promo and everything else. But I have a feeling that Shawn Michaels had real heat with Gorilla Monsoon. He didn't did seem to like Gorilla Monsoon whatsoever. And that wasn't just in kayfabe. Right. 
Well, I could totally see like the way Shawn Michaels carries himself. I could see that not. I could see that not coinciding with where where Gorilla thinks the business should be. So I imagine that they probably mm. did not get along. I, I imagine that they probably. <laughs> yeah. From everything I've heard about Shawn, that sounds about right. In that area. Oh yeah. As Vince shakes his hand, gives him a hug, and he he he, he says, and he remembers that Gorilla's there. So uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so he waves belt. his hand at him and walks off. Yeah. <laughs> your belt, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They show some people in the crowd. Uh, the people, some fans in the crowd, were had tears in their eyes. Mm-hmm. Michaels does a whole lap around, slapping hands, and Vince just <laughs> stares sadly in the ring as he as he walks around. They, uh, they definitely concentrated a lot on that woman that was dressed in the Shawn Michaels leather outfit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And she, she was just in floods of tears. This money and we'll get to see Russell Sid is what she was crying for. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, I've told you that I was reading Bret Hart's book, and I kind of wanted to throw a little uh, a little thing in here that Bret Hart said in his mm-hmm. book. He said, "Okay, on February 13th in Lowell, Massachusetts, the big news was that Sean was forfeiting the world belt because he suddenly sustained a career-ending knee injury and needed surgery." Taker looked at me with all bullshit and said, I'll believe it when I'll see, when I see the scar. That little fucker just don't want to drop the belt. So what do you think, Glenn? <laughs> Congratulations. Mr. Mark Holloway, you have got it spot on. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was good, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, because you could hear the Undertaker saying that, like, that yeah. little fucker just don't want to drop the bell exactly what yeah. the next match we got was the newest member of the nation of domination mr sabio vega and he <laughs> got to take on, on the aforementioned the undertaker i got, I got a note on this because <laughs> i there was all that drama and everything and then suddenly the nation and, it, and i put uh, oh a flash mob oh no it's the nation of domination <laughs> <laughs> there's so many of them they're really and then like this this place doesn't have like a long entrance way either. So like they took up the whole fucking thing because there's just like twelve guys in the nation Armin, of nomination. Armin Johnson's already taken out about ten of them, and there's still like twelve of them left. How many they got? They're like babies kids, they don't die, they multiply the nation of domination, like babies kids. Um, <laughs> the Undertaker wasted no time giving Savio Vegas some fist of fury. I think they tried to distract him and like Savio tried to try to attack him before the bell rang, but it didn't work out. Uh, <laughs> they also needed to really change Savio Vegas ring gear before this heel turn because it looks very strange. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. It's got too many colors on for me to not like him. What do you mean? <laughs> How am I supposed to not like this colorful motherfucker? I don't understand. Uh Vega tries to flee the ring. Taker grabs him, <laughs> gra- grabs him by the back of the neck, and the whole- pulls Vega back into the ring. And then Vega hits a low blow without the ref seeing. Um, he hits like three spinning back, three spinning yeah. heel kicks before he can even get Taker off of his feet. That's right. And then that motherfucker sits up. Yep, as he does, <laughs> as one does. Also, there was some choking going on, nail style. Nails would have been yep. very proud of what was going on in this match. That's, and we got a we got a lovely comment from Vince again. Um, he said, "Savio coming into his own since joining the Nation of Domination. It's been a week, Vince." <laughs> <laughs> Talk about putting the cart before the horse. He's yeah. <laughs> he's come a long <laughs> way in these many many days. <laughs> it's all a week. <laughs> we haven't even no. time to get him new wrestling gear. What do you mean? <laughs> he's come a he's long a, way. Still a, you know, the dancing Caribbean guy with what he's got on. Of course he hasn't come a long way. What do you mean? <laughs> he's come into his own. <laughs> uh, the finish comes when Vega tries to hit Taker with a back body drop, but Taker counters with a leg drop, and then Taker hits a choke slam for the win. After the match, the Nation of Domination attacks the undertaker but then ahmed johnson comes out to make the save which he doesn't really make a save because they beat the shit out of him <laughs> yeah. until the undertaker sits up and some... close the ring. i can't understand it why in a prestigious venue like that in lowell massachusetts hasn't hacksaw jim duggan left a lump of two by four around 
<laughs> if anyone you want to come to a ring with a lump of two by four, it was then. <laughs> yeah, the best time to have a weapon was at that point. <laughs> and the other thing is, it is their timekeeper or whoever's ringing the bell. I love it when there's a big brawl and all they do is ring the bell as though that's going to make any difference. They're going to suddenly, <laughs> oh, the bell's rung. We, we'll stop this now then, shall we, lads? <laughs> all right, guys. He rang it seven times, so he means it now. So let's all just count yeah. down. Okay? <laughs> that's something they used to always do back in the day that they don't do now. They don't like play. Could you imagine yeah. all, the, all the bloodlines beating down Kevin Owens after the Royal Rumble main event? And they're just yeah. ringing the bell all <laughs> the time. <laughs> Uh, God, like as if wrestlers have something triggered in their brain where if a bell rings, they just go, oh, oh. Yep, yep, that's it, go. <laughs> like the opposite that Festus used to do, they ring the bell and Festus would go, ah! yeah. they ring the bell and they just, everyone stops. <laughs> everyone stops, yeah. No, it doesn't have any effects at all. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. the next match was Stone Cold Steve Austin taking on Psycho Sid. This is something that we're, that's becoming more common as we go along with these, which is heel versus heel eh. matches. We're going to see another one yeah. later on where it's heel versus heel. And I realize you could say that Austin's not fully a heel because there are a lot of people cheering for him, but he is supposed to be a heel. and He's presented as a heel, and he does heal his shit. So. Yeah. Um, um, basically, this is just to get more on TV before in your house, really, isn't it? Yeah, they also, before the match, I forgot about this, they did an interview with Gorilla Monsoon where he's supposed to explain why he decided to put the belt on the line in this final four match, which is a pretty stupid <laughs> fucking question to me. I mean, you yeah. got the four guys who are supposed to fight to see who's going to face the champion, so obviously if they win, they're going to be the champion. I don't think that needed more explaining <laughs> to anyone at home. He also lets us know that Sid will be facing the winner of the final four match on Raw for the title next Monday. Um, which seems a little bit unfair to the champion, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Going to fight on the Sunday night and then have another <laughs> take on Sid on the Monday. Right. After you beat, after you had to beat three guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Austin attacks Sid from behind to start the match because that's what Austin does. Uh, the funny thing in this was like at the beginning, Sid, um, Sid almost hits a choke slam, and then Austin kicks him right in the nuts in front of the ref, who does nothing about it. He didn't say a word. No, no. <laughs> well, would you? <laughs> no, I probably wouldn't. But I'm also not a referee. <laughs> <laughs> I literally rewound it. I was like, "Was this a no DQ match?" And nobody told me, so I rewound it to see. No. It. I was like, "Nope, oh, it just, they just didn't care." Uh, they just don't care. <laughs> yeah. A lot of brawl and then brawl to the outside. Austin threw Sid into the ring post. Um, Austin does the classic heel tactic of putting in the abdominal stretch and then grabbing the rope to help him with the leverage, you know. And the man, and then the match comes with Bret Hart just shows up and just starts beating Austin up. But Austin, <laughs> he gets a couple hits in on Austin, but Austin's smart enough to get the fuck out of there as fast as he can. Yeah. He just dropped him. With so then, See ya. Yeah, so then he starts brawling with Sid. Yeah. If I'm Sid, I would I wouldn't be happy because you just cost me this oh. match, you asshole. That's right. <laughs> we also got a Gerald Briscoe sighting as he was out there trying to help the two men uh rustle it away from each other. So and our drinking game for this evening is they're gonna you're gonna have to go ahead and take a drink every time that they remind us that Shawn Michaels had to forfeit the WWF championship tonight. Or yeah. just the word of Shawn Michaels, and you will be in a coma. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, Sid wins by just, DQ. I mean, Austin wins by DQ. I'm sorry. Austin wins by DQ. But, yeah. Because obviously sided with Sid. <laughs> yeah, they were clearly best friends. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got a promo from Vader, and this had, this had some good Psycho Sid <laughs> comedy moments. So let's play. It certainly did. Vader, can you hear us? Yeah, I hear you. This coming Sunday, Final Four matchup. What about it? Well, Mr. McMahon, let me ask you one question. How many wrestlers in the WWF can say in the last six weeks, six weeks, that not only taking The Undertaker on in front of 60,000 fans and put him on his back, one, two, three, but on two separate occasions, whipped 
Stone Cold Steve Austin's butt on two separate occasions. Yeah. Rip the Hitman heart on Monday Night Raw right here. Now, do you answer that question? Uh, well, I'll answer it to you, Vader. You're the man. Who's the man? You are. What time is it? Vader time. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The only part my of that... <laughs> Good. My note was that was some promo. Ha ha ha. Yeah, that was really something. It was like he there was a couple times where he looked like he got lost in the middle of it. He was like, and then I three times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only part of that they should have left was when he said, What time is it? They should have just had him say, What time is it? Mater time, what time is it? Mater time, and that should have been it. They shouldn't have said nothing else. <laughs> that's it yeah uh, little is more with him and sid little is more <laughs> yeah. you look menacing you don't need to say anything you don't need to cut promos all right stop talking <laughs> and then they we come back and they like show especially the when you've got paul bearer there with you you've got a mouthpiece let the right. mouthpiece do the work let him talk yeah absolutely yeah. And Vader can just stand or stand around and look menacing. That's what he's supposed to do. Yeah. And then they do like a weird, I guess, was it Western Union? Spot Western the- Union plug. Yeah. Ham- I-, I put it down as a ham-fisted Western Union plug by the king. Yeah. <laughs> he's sending his mother money for Valentine's Day so she can buy him a present on Valentine's Day. First of all, what kind of grown-ass man gets a present from his mother on Valentine's Day? Come on. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and then we get a recap of how Shawn Michaels lost his smile and Vince said something yeah, like yeah. a great loss to the WWF. I think she I think he means Shawn Michaels and not just Shawn Michaels' smile. I think he means Shawn as a whole. Yeah. Not, I thought anyway, I might be wrong, but Vince might just be really into into his smile. So I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. We could ask him. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, next match. This is the, the heel versus heel that I was talking about. This is yeah. This is uh, the Bulldog and Owen against Furnace and F- Lafon again. Except it's been Crush and Farouk this time. <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote down Jesus. Is the, it feels like the Nation of Domination is in every segment. And why the fuck <laughs> are they owned off Bulldog and Owen for the titles anyway? Or Furnace and Lafon sick? <laughs> um, Crush. If you want Crush and Farouk on there. Put them up there, fighting against Nuddy Hawk, well, a Sparky Plug, and and yep. have the Headbangers compete for the title. At least it's a tag team that people might actually think they stand a chance, even though they won't. Right, right. And you're not yep. doing them anymore. With the, with the finish being, and anybody that's watched this last week, this is no, this is not a spoiler that we get the same finish as we got last week. So. They're protecting whoever's in the ring, which you don't need to be protecting Crush and Farouk as a tag team. Right. Right. It would have been just much easier for you to put them out there and have them squash Aldo Montoya and Bob Holly. That would have been a much easier scenario. And oh, you're getting yeah. them over his heels. That would have been the best way to do it. You're right. That would have been. And then have the, have the headbangers against Bulldog and Owen. Same finish. Protects the ball. Protects the... Uh, Headbangers, and it also gives them an argument down the line to have a proper go at the title because they never lost. Right, they won the match, and you've already inserted a brand new tag team into the tag team championship picture, just like exactly. But there again, we got Crash and Farouk against the Bulldog and Owen. Crash (laughs) some impressive power moves at the beginning. He did like a real impressive press slam that he Hmm. did on all the heart. But I also think like Owen is really good at making himself lighter and easier to pick up if he wants to. I don't know if you've ever heard the old story about how when Bulldog yeah. and Lex Luger were a tag team and like he would Bulldog would get in and Owen would go up so easy for him, but then Lex yeah. would get in and, Bull, and like Owen would like hook hook his arm sandbag. Yeah, sandbag him. Get him up. He would flex his muscles and go, Yeah, Lex, I'm the strong man of the team. <laughs> I, I love that one of the reasons why his power moves look so great. Yeah. 
Anyway, there's not a lot to be said about this. As I said, no. it was the same same finish as last week. I mean, Garrett's outside the ring, tweaks his knee again. At least this week he didn't uh, over. <laughs> he, he didn't let everybody know that he hadn't tweaked his knee like last week. He didn't go dancing down the ring. He, uh, he got the referee yeah. and uh, Davy to help him back to the <laughs> to the locker. <laughs> Davey got his ass whooped by the nation of Tom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he really played up that knee injury. I mean, if my knees hurt, I can't get in there and help you save you get your ass whooped, right? So I guess it makes yeah. sense. That's it. Which I mean, they kind of had words, but we've seen Owen and Owen and Bulldog have more words than what they did have here. Did. So yeah, that's right. It wasn't. They uh, also showed a, that little Bret Hart promo, which like was like right in the middle of this match, which is more a way just hey, we don't give a fuck about this match. We're going to wedge a promo yeah. right in the middle of it. Uh, right. Which Bret took the high road. But he didn't really say anything bad about Shawn Michaels. He just said that he thinks he'd be back. Um, which he doesn't yeah. say the same things in his book. But hey, what are you going to do? <laughs> I don't think anybody backstage believed that Shawn Michaels was actually hurt. So no. The main event of this show was the aforementioned Bret Hart taking on Vader. This, as I've put it down, the battle of the charismatic promos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. So at the beginning of this match, though, the Undertaker makes an appearance and he cuts a little promo. He's also got like Doc Hendricks held hostage yeah. while he's doing it. But let's listen to this. Another good promo from The Undertaker. I hate to interrupt, but there seems to be a problem with respect. The Undertaker, he don't seem to get it anymore. Well, gentlemen, let me forewarn you now. In four days' time in Nashville, Tennessee, you will have to look into the eyes of the Reaper, along with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And each of you know you can't beat me. So what you have to deal with, Hitman, and what you have to deal with, Vader, is the time is at hand, and you three will rest in peace. Great work. <laughs> Another great promo. It was shocking, too, because it's like they're just about to get their match going, and then the lights go out, and you're like, what the hell? And there comes the Undertaker. I thought it was, I, don't, I really love that. I thought it was cool. He's a, he definitely upped his promo game after he lost Paul Bearer, didn't he? He definitely has, yeah, because, I mean, he never used to. He would say a little bit here or there, a couple of sentences, yeah. but we heard a, a good promo from him a couple weeks ago, and this is a really good promo, too. And even kind of his back and forth with Ahmed Johnson with, if you go out now, you'll go alone, was really, really yeah, good, that, Yeah, yeah really like what we're seeing from the undertaker here austin comes out and attacks bret hart uh before we go out to a commercial break he kind of beats him up on the outside i guess the match hadn't started yet because there no. wasn't enough for a dq because when we <laughs> no. come back uh the they're in the ring going. yeah so yeah bret hart counters bret hart did it like a big power slam as vader was coming off the top rope he countered it into a mm. power slam which was pretty cool i like the way it, there must have been something between Vader and Brett on the good side. Because you could always tell when Vader is actually potatoing somebody and he wasn't with Brett. He was sort of hitting him with his forearms rather than potatoing him. Right. Better than give him the full fled punch right in the face. No, he also, no. <laughs> I feel like he was he was like doing things as much he doesn't normally do. Like he Brett body slammed him, and Brett yeah. didn't like struggle body slamming him either. He no. made it look like it was nothing. Yeah, he was let a lot of guys body slam him like that. You know, no, he, he, yeah, he was definitely helped in there. Yeah, Cause, yeah, because if Vader don't want to go up for a body slam, ain't I'm not sure there's a lot of people no. who go pick him up. There might no. be a couple, but there ain't many. Um Austin shows up in the crowd. He's in the balcony during this match, yeah. which is awesome. He's pretending yeah. like he's going to climb down the balcony and get in Bret Hart. He's yelling, and it was just really, really cool. Um, yeah, uh, which helped that helped Vader get the upper hand, of course, when uh, he's looking at Austin. But then he kind of Vader's going to do a Vader bomb, and then Austin kind of hypes Vader up to go up to the top for the moonsault. He does the moonsault, misses, which is enough for Bret to get the three count, which I was a little bit shocked by. I didn't think that was going to get the job done, but it did. What do you think about this match? Again, it's building to in your, it's it's been like this whole show. It's building to in your house. 
There's nothing special about any of it, but it's good storytelling. It's a good go home show. Yeah, I wrote in my notes that this was 1,000 times better than the go-home show for the Royal Rumble because the go-home show for the Royal yeah, Rumble is probably the worst episode of Raw that we've watched <laughs> since we started yeah, the show. Yeah, it certainly was. Yeah, Because it's been nothing but up and up and up since then. Because, I mean, we've watched, what, three or four weeks in a row when it's been really good. Um, yeah. So they had to plateau this week because it is, it's all coming to, to a, a point or to a head. That following weekend, so right, right. Uh, that's the good thing about Raw at this point is that that'll all come to a head on the pay per view on Sunday, and then we'll get a whole new reset on Monday. Right, it'll be like a, yep, it'll be like a whole new set of things. Yep, exactly, <clears throat> exactly. So yeah, join us next week. We are going to review in your house thirteen final four. We will have a look at Leaf Cassidy versus Mark Merrow, and I cannot fucking believe that that's a goddamn pay per view match. <laughs> I read that one. What? Talk about filler. Yeah. <laughs> That's filler time. Talk about filler. Speaking this, of filler, we've got the nation is, of domination. I'm sorry. Go ahead. This is what I was saying about the roster at this time. It is very weak ass because, you know, if they have to have Mark Merrow and, and that and leave Cassidy on a pay-per-view. And we've not seen yeah. we've not seen either of them since Raw well, we started. Saw, we saw apart we from saw, the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> and like Leaf Cassidy Al Snow is in a tag team with Marty Jannetty. Like, if you were gonna mm. do that, why wouldn't you have him face Marty Jannetty? At least people people really know who Marty is. And like, I'm not saying anything bad about Al Snow or Leaf Cassidy. He's you know, whatever. But nobody knew who he was at that time. Nobody gave a fuck about the new rockers. Come on. No. <laughs> And then speaking of more filler, we've got the Nation of Domination. Glenn, do you think they're facing anybody? Do you think they're facing anybody that has to do with Ahmed Johnson? Uh, probably, yeah. No, of course not, Glenn. They're taking on Bart Gunn, Flash, Funk, and Goldust in a six-man tag team match. Ahmed Johnson is so, not in this. Oh, good. Okay. I'm looking at the card going, oh, the Nation of Domination versus uh, Ahmed Johnson and who? And then I'm like, Oh, I'm mean, just saying this fucking man. So is it the, the the two rappers and the big guy that they that? Uh... Nope, it's Savio Farouk and Crush <laughs> against Bart Gun Flash uh, fucking Gold Dust, which is very strange. Oh, cool. Yeah, right. Hunter Hearst uh, Hemsley will get a rematch with Rocky Maivia for the Intercontinental Championship as well. And we will yeah. also get to see another Glenn, Doug Ferguson, Phil LaFon battling Owen Hart and the British Bulldog for the tag team title. We'll see that God. one again. Thank God. It's been so long since we've seen it, Glenn. It's been <laughs> and of course, the main event of Bret Hart versus Steve Austin versus Gear versus The Undertaker in a, an elimination match. So the rules of this is you can be eliminated by pinfall submission or being thrown over the top rope um i'm really looking forward to reviewing this match because i know it's a really mm -hmm. fucking fun match so yeah be on the lookout for that we'll be back with you next week also Crush. be on the lookout for our new show a cup of uk heritage which will be out on youtube and your favorite podcast app uh not next yes next week next wednesday will be the day right glenn yeah not this week next week that's right Right. So this show comes out on Tuesday, so you'll be able to hear, you'll be able to see us on Tuesday, and then you'll be able to see us on Wednesday. What a glorious week for you. Yes. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, uh, it was a good thing I read about this. Um, Thursday, raw Thursday, mm -hmm. is how... It was the sort of the bedrock that started creating Stone Cold and Rocky as the stars, as setting the tone for the Attitude Era. I mean, yeah, you can see it because they're they're really positioning. Because right hmm. now, it's putting the, the Rock on the trajectory to where he's going to become that mega heel that Austin needed at that point. Yeah, and yeah. so that's why. Uh, yeah, and I and when the rock starts doing his heel shit, he becomes so funny and so cool that even when he was with the nation, you had to like him because he was so goddamn funny. <laughs> That's right. 
<laughs> and you know we'll get into that as we further go into the year of 1997 mm. um but anyway glenn do you got anything we need to plug before we get out of here um just give us a follow on twitter it'd be nice to have some wrestling fans actually follow me rather than the usual bimbos um actually yeah, russell not as it says on here uh anything else ddt wrestling um they're talking about giving up the wrestling side of it and just being ddt they might as well <laughs> they might as well so uh bang bang podcast andy's back with various guests doing lots of shenanigans i'm booking the territory give those guys a follow and a listen uh we've already plugged I, mike crockett and yeah. uh if you haven't yet check out if you are fans of doctor who the doctor who podcast which is another great listen so i know that the new the new the utt the unbooking the tankatory they are reviewing when uh when they did the when tank abbott managed three count in the gold record uh ladder match and so mm -hmm. that's really really fucking fun so if you don't listen to that you should i don't know what you're doing with your life if you like <laughs> this you'll love that so yeah check yeah. that out and as always of course give our buddy and our other co-host the mayor of canton a follow on twitter at mayor of canton and make sure you check out a meal with the mayor every wednesday he doesn't really do a pod i mean a tap dancing podcast i'm very sorry for anyone that thought that that was real but it isn't um <laughs> and of course check yeah, out that's, yeah that's believe in it yep I'm gonna put out a video, like a short clip video of that. You'll see the look on my face when he says that is like, what the fuck? What the fuck is happening? <laughs> so yeah, that's great. Um, but yeah, make sure you check out Sportswire Radio. Give our buddy Thomas Bryce a follow at Thomas Bryce 2017. Woo! And don't forget this. Uh, this week we're gonna have our. Uh, our uh our backlash predictions too we're not gonna be redoing our usual friday night recording we're gonna do a saturday morning recording glenn's gonna have to, glenn won't have to stay up till four in the morning yay all right <laughs> so be on the lookout for those i'll put those out right as after we get done recording the show so on saturday you'll be able to hear what our fucking backlash picks are if you need to fucking hear them i'm the champ by the way i forgot champ you are the champ you are the champ all right. Well, that's it. That's it. Now there's only thing one left for us to do, and that's for Glenn to say goodbye. Goodbye. Thursday Raw Thursday. Thursday Raw Thursday. Thursday Raw Thursday. Thursday, Raw Thursday.